I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets. I'm joined on this momentous and rare occasion. Is it? By a first time guest. What? What? We have a guest? Me. Oh, <laughs> this is your first time. It is. I've previously been a podcast virgin. I'd never even heard the name podcast until <laughs> earlier today. You were telling me about it. I was like, sure, I'll do anything once. That's good. That's good. I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience right now. Am I on an alternate timeline? Are you? How would I know if I am? How would you know if you are? It's making my head hurt to think about. Does it make your head hurt? It does. I'm joined by my all-the-time husband, all-the-time co-host. Are you joined? Kyle. (laughs) Do you like it when I ask questions? (laughs) Only when you close one eye and raise your eyebrow like you were just now. I learned that... Somewhere. Did I learn that somewhere? I don't know. Now you're really freaking me out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say on this post-time change, post-Oscar Sunday. We've sprung ahead. uh, Monday. It'll be Monday when they're listening. Yes. Or sometime. And who knows? It could be, I don't know. It could be Tuesday if you're across the wrong direction of the international dateline. Yeah, could be Tuesday. It could be like... Or if you just don't listen to podcasts when they're new. Right. I was going to say, it could be like, I don't know, August 13th, 2023. Could be. And if you are... Happy birthday to me. Everybody start planning. It's a big holiday. Um, Yeah, it is. The the time change snuck up on us. Yeah. I got up at... I got up at 4.30 this morning, and I came downstairs, and it was 3.30, and then I blacked out in the kitchen floor. And For an hour. <laughs> I ate raw coffee beans and messed my <laughs> pants. I don't know what happened. It was quite the surprise for everybody. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the spring ahead? 
I think daylight savings time is stupid in general. Yeah. And I'm not for it. Okay. It doesn't save anything. Saves nothing. Does it cost? Is there a cost associated with yeah, it? Yeah, you got to readjust your your biorhythms. True. The one thing I do like is when we start getting those lighter evenings. The, yeah. The sun stays yeah. around. Now, obviously, that would happen eventually anyway. Yeah. Right? But... Yeah. Yeah. That's how the sun and the mm-hmm. moon and the stars and the planets work. Yes. Okay. It's good. true. It's true. If I could... If I was a little quicker on my feet, I would have called you uh, famous Galileo. It's true, Galileo. There. <laughs> that was good. That Wasn't was as good. fast as I'd hoped for. But you want me to go in and edit out that little pause where no. you had to think of it? No. I'm not ashamed. Maybe I should be, but I'm not. I thought you were going to say this was a momentous week because this past week, you figured out how to do something in the iMessage app of the uh, iPhone yeah, I did. that you got really tickled about. So, yeah. I mean, Let's tell the people. Okay. So, I'm not a huge fan, never have been, of emojis, emoticons, whatever you want to call them. I think that saying that you're not a huge fan is the softest, gentlest way that you can say that. I am a softer, gentler me. Oh, okay. Galileo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've never enjoyed them. I tolerate them from most people, people very close to me. I harass a bit about them. And I feel only mildly less agitated by the automated bubble responses that you can give to texts, like the thumb up, the thumb down. At least there's a thumbs down. The yeah. thumb down, the exclamation point, the heart, the all the things, right? Yeah. And for eons now, it seems, I've thought, wouldn't it be cool mm-hmm. if when somebody gave a thumb up to your post that you so painstakingly spent 30 minutes wording perfectly. You ran it through your grammar team. They all approved. You sent the message and they give you a a big blue thumb up on the texty. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snarkily to yourself, give a thumb up to their thumb up? Yeah. And by golly, you (laughs) can. I didn't even know. I just, I was feeling especially spicy one morning and I went to do that and you laughed and I didn't know why because I didn't know if it worked or not and I asked did I did I thumb up your thumb up or did I just thumb up my own post which is a little bit invasive nobody should ever like their own things like that right. publicly right 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 um, but it worked and it's beautiful and I love it and that's the only way I will ever use text messaging again <laughs> Someone on the iMessage team at Apple also is just snarky enough to be like, you know what we should do is let people thumb up a thumb up. Let them thumb down a thumb up. You know, I'm going to go on the record as saying this. There are people in the Awesome Today fam who might suspect, not in a judgmental way. That I'm a jerk? I was going to say that you make frequent use of the thumbs down. Like just... I I, I rarely ever do. I don't think I've ever seen you thumbs down anything. No, I just don't. I don't give any, if I don't have something nice to say in that format, I don't say anything at all. I save it, and then I come home like, hey, Meg, let me tell you about this jerk. Yeah, and then they, and then you give a mental thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. No, I do give, I do give a physical thumbs down oh, yeah. to people in traffic when mm-hmm. they do something stupid. I feel like that's a lot better than waving double middle fingers or something. Oh, yeah. 
that I'm a I'm a huge not a huge user. Maybe once every three months I get to do that when it's called for. Yeah, most recently it was in the <laughs> high school parking lot picking up one of our kids, and that was you could wear your thumb out in that parking lot. <laughs> Sprain your thumb yeah. from all the yeah. down thumbing. I need a bag of ice. <laughs> Elevation, rest, no, n- compression, all I, the things. I think it's probably pretty common for high school parking lots to be a little chaotic, but the high school that Daisy goes to, it's like the mm, there's two sets of parking stripe lines. Yeah, they it's, put all the bad ones on one side. There's, but it's like there was. Oh, well, a, think, you know what I'm talking lines. about? Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's yeah. like the old spaces, and then they put in the new spaces, but they didn't do anything about the old yeah. spaces. I myself, a grown ass woman who's been mm-hmm. driving for a long time, I don't know how to park. Did you there. just call yourself an ass woman? Yes, I okay. did. On the record. Perfect. On the uh, well, audio record. Parking is far different than driving, though. Yes. And I've never taken issue with anybody for fouling up which line to, p- to park in between. But the, but the driving, driving? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's mass chaos. I do my best to park in places where I don't have to count on somebody looking before they back up or realizing that there's a difference between tapping the gas and burying your foot in the floor mm-hmm. and several several different things. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a dangerous place. The good news for you is that you drive a very visually alerting vehicle. Like it's, 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 it's high. It it's has hard big, to miss Lola. Giant rubber tires on it. She's so mojito green. If they back into her, chances are I'll just climb over the top of them. Right. Everyone knows Lola. Then I'll push the trash eject button and dump all oh. of our family refuse on their car as I drive over. I'm glad we have one place to get rid of all of that. It was a lot cheaper than purchasing city utilities <laughs> to empty our trash. <laughs> My thing is, I do drive a gigantic vehicle, but it is so generic. I How drive, dare you? Well, can I just finish my thought here? It's a pearlescent white Suburban. There are so many. <clears throat> just listen. Not. <coughs> I don't have to agree. There, I wasn't have to talking agree. until you started engaging me and telling me to listen, and I refuse to do anything <laughs> that I'm told to do. I'm not listening. There's you so many me. white Suburbans, Tahoes, every variety of that style of SUV. Now, mine is, it does have the pearlescent white, but you know who doesn't realize there's a difference between that and the standard white is kids. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a parking lot to pick up either Daisy or AJ. We go and get in the wrong Suburban? I don't. They do. Yeah, kids come up to start to get in, and then they realize that's not their mom, and then they're very embarrassed. As they should be. I've tried to encourage them when they do that, and they recognize that they're in the wrong. Rather yeah. than admitting it, they should scream, Give me all your money! <laughs> and see how that goes, how that plays out. See how that plays out. Okay. All right, well, let's get into some watches, some reads, some listens, and maybe even some lifestyles. Okay. Um, Watching-wise, you pointed out to me on Netflix a documentary, and we watched it together the other night, and it's called... Fantastic Fungi. I don't think I pointed that one out. Did I point that one out? I thought you had watched part of it before. Well, anyway. I thought you'd watched it, and I was trying to find it. Or maybe we'd started watching it together. We both fell asleep. I think then that was what it was. Then you slept downstairs one night because kids were puking. Yeah. And I tried to find it, but it had disappeared from our watch list. And then I was sad, and I basically stayed up all night. <laughs> Just staring at a Just staring dark at a screen. black screen of... <laughs> 
nothingness. Okay. Well, somehow, someway, it came back into our lives, and we did watch it start to finish. It's fascinating. It is so fascinating. It's called Fantastic Fungi, and it just... Or fungi. Okay, yeah. We've had very serious deliberations about how do you pronounce this, because we have heard every single pronunciation mm-hmm. there is to hear. Fungi? Fung- fungi. Fung- fungi. 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 Yeah. All of them. We've heard them all from mycologists and experts in the field. Mm-hmm. Some, many of them all in the same video. Yes, exactly. So I'm going with fungi because I like to say it that okay. way. So Fantastic Fungi tells the story of how not just mushrooms, because what I didn't realize, I was a full 45 years old, you guys, before I realized that mushrooms are just the fruiting part, mm-hmm. the fruiting body, the fruiting body of the entity that is a fungi. Mycelium. Mycelium is the. That's what the fruit comes out of. Yes. Yeah. I thought mushrooms were just like they just popped up in your yard sometimes, and it's been raining a lot. Mm-hmm. When or I, when a cow craps. Oh, I have never even seen it in the wild in cow patties, as we call them around here. You can't here. say crap. I like to say cow patties. Okay. Who doesn't want to say that? Well, anybody whose name is Patty. <laughs> Sorry, Awesomes Patty. <laughs> or cow chips. Did you ever grow up calling them chips? Yeah. Cow chips. Yeah. Have okay. you ever skipped them on the lake or on a pond? No. Well, <laughs> you ever been to a 4th of July festival where there was a cow chip throwing contest? No. Have you? Absolutely. Okay. Never competed. Okay. Well, I have one I think can top that. When I was in early elementary school, my dad got an award at work. And it was a cow chip? <laughs> it was called the Golden Cow Chip Award. It was that a sounds fitting. dried out cow chip that somebody had mounted on a plaque and spray painted the whole thing gold. Perfect. I like their work. <laughs> Oklahoma's a wild place, you guys. Um, yeah. To go back to this documentary, I just... I. I can't even tell you how much I learned. And it's it's so well done. It's so fascinating. You're sitting here, you're thinking, what? You watched a whole documentary about not just mushrooms, but the underneath part of the mushrooms? Yeah, underbutts. It is wildly fascinating. And what, What's one fact that just okay, struck you? That mycelium are the original life form on this planet and that they have been on this planet for at least, at least two billion years. Yes. yes. And that there was a moment in time. Oh, that's more than one. Well, let me just oh, you're expand cheating. just a little bit on that cheating. one thing. There was a moment in time when science is, uh, how can I say this, believes that the mycelium split and one part went off and formed, continued to form mycelium in the whole kingdom of fungi that we have now. Mm-hmm. And the other part went off and formed the animal kingdom yes. that we are a part of. Well, and didn't, didn't they say, and I've not fact-checked it because I want to believe it yeah. and I don't want to prove it wrong, but okay. didn't they say that we are more closely related to fungi? Human beings are more closely related to fungi than any other thing on the planet? Than we are to plants, I thought they said even to animals. No, no, because we are part of the animal kingdom. Okay, well, you just ruined my whole excitement. Well, I didn't want you to go around telling people that and then have somebody... I don't talk to anyone. (laughs) You don't stop strangers and be like, I have got to tell you this. Whistle. Hey, hey, Bella, come here. (laughs) Let me show you something. (laughs) You ever seen one of these? (laughs) 
<laughs> and you open your trench coat and it's all different species it's of mushrooms. All mushrooms. <laughs> and of course I'm nude underneath as well. He doesn't know which mushroom to look at. Oh god. You framed all of that for me. I didn't me. even I mean to. Didn't even pre-plan that. I didn't mean to, but there we go. I'm, they, you're welcome everyone. I hope somebody got a good coffee spit out of that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. It was a close <laughs> one. Um I know that I just there's just so much that we don't that I didn't know about fungi. Mm-hmm. Um, how important they are to the current ecosystem. Not only yeah. are they historically important, and like even just like the foundations of life. There's there's one I know that's true. Let's hear that, that you it. can't debunk. Okay, they talked about uh, an experiment that was done where there was they basically created separate piles of waste and. Diesel and oil spill. Oil, well, but there was diesel and stuff in yeah. it too. Yes, it was a lot of stuff, and they they brought in for the sake of study multiple different teams to try different things to clean it up. Yes, and this particular group went in and planted mushrooms there, and it literally broke down and ate all the waste and made it good and, and grew a crap ton of mushrooms and it made it into an actual ecosystem oasis. Yeah, it was. It yeah, yeah. did eventually form mushrooms in the. Um, Bugs and insects yes. and everything loved it. The spores from the mushrooms attracted insects, which um, brought in plant life. And like it became, a, not only did it clean up the oil spill, it, it like turned it, it better. into life. Made it better, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I I didn't know I was so passionate about fungi until we, we liked it so much. We ate oil spill mushrooms today. <laughs> for we made a soup out of them. Yes. Little kerosene, little diesel, little mushroom. There's a man that's heavily featured in this documentary named Paul Stamets. Mm-hmm. He is the leading guru amongst gurus of all things fungi. One, one of them. There's a few. They'd all fight over well, his best. Very gently, though. It's a gentle fight amongst yes. nerds, but he is by far probably the most magnetic and charming and charismatic. And he has a TED Talk called Six Ways Mushrooms Can Save the World. I will link in yeah. the show notes if you would Perfect. like to. If you don't want to watch the whole documentary, well, just go watch his TED Talk and you will learn so much. You're cheating yourself. You are cheating yourself if you, you don't watch, watch the whole this. thing. Nerds helping nerds yeah. is what we're doing right now. Okay, I have two YouTubes to talk about. Okay. If you don't mind. One of them's the dark YouTube. I've never found my way there. Have you? Um, yeah. I've been trying to like open up my YouTube energy to see if what I can... What do you think I do all day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The office door is closed. Yeah. So. <laughs> if it's not YouTube, it's TikTok or OnlyFans. <laughs> It's a busy day. It's a busy day. Are you going to tell the people you're kidding? Of course I'm kidding. It's, I work my tail it's off. It's not every TikTok. Day. It's only OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans. That's all I have time for between my content and then everything I follow. It's, yeah. it's not that you're in, uh, imbibing content there. You're filming it. Um, no, I know that you are working nonstop with the door closed and your earbuds in. Yes. So as not to be disturbed by ruckus. Oh, and there's a ruckus. Always. Okay, I found two things on youtube that are enjoyable one and i already gave you a little preview of this don't spoil it i was gonna i was gonna do a reaction video to it except there's no (laughs) camera damn it there's a a video that i will link in the show notes called how to know what makeup archetype you are and this youtuber goes through eight different uh archetypes for what should your makeup personality be Based like goth, 
Well, that's not exactly one of them, but one of them is dramatic. Okay. In fact, I forgot. I took a screenshot of the different eight different kinds, but she gives you a quiz that you can um, very easily take as you're watching the video. If and you fail. You don't get to wear makeup anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Someone comes and removes, yep. forcibly removes your makeup collection from your house, including your purse, which is where half of my makeup is. And they up. use a wipey and they clean all the makeup off your face and they just leave <laughs> you there crying with no makeup. <laughs> yes. Um, so you do this little quiz. You give yourself a certain number of points for different aspects of your face. It really looks at your facial structure mm-hmm. and how your face is proportioned okay i don't know how if to explain you're angry it. no not that kind if you have resting bee face maybe so the different archetypes are ingenue romantic elegant natural classic dramatic modern and gamine sociopath Gamine. psychopath and serial killer those were not on the list well, they should be gammon i'm not sure how you pronounce that g-a-m-i-n-e G-A-M-I-N-E. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that one. I don't know. It's irrelevant to me because I found out that I am of the ingenue makeup archetype. Okay. What's that mean? This, and I'm sorry to say I didn't really watch all the descriptions of the others because I'm self-centered and I was only curious about my own archetype. But for the ingenue makeup archetype, we are the sort of fresh-faced, innocent... um, Liars? I mean... What? Kind of girl next door energy. Okay. So it's like pink flush cheeks. It's lip gloss. It's not an overdone eyebrow. Um, it's using eyeliner to create a more round look to the eye shape, okay. um, which I found all very fascinating. There was one thing that I was a little concerned, disheartened, disappointed mm-hmm. in, and that is that they really want you to lean heavily on a glossy, light lip. Yeah, you don't like that. I'm not a big gloss wearer. It's true. I mostly reach for a traditional or even a matte lipstick. Matte wears lipstick? <laughs> M-A-T-T-E. Matte. Oh, matte. Yeah. Was <laughs> oh, that how you pronounce it? Okay, good. <laughs> um, again, I will leave a link in the show notes if you want to go check that out and see if you can figure out what your makeup archetype is. And if it's something that you're like, yeah, I'm going to start wearing my makeup like this. What's mine? I would say you're probably on the dramatic end. Is that because my beard is dramatic? It's extremely dramatic. It is. And it's it's a little frizzy, especially my mustache. It keeps tickling my lip. Uh Uh-oh. What to do? I don't like it. Well, I'm not shaving it if that's what you're after. Okay. What else? You watched another YouTube. Yep. Watched two whole YouTubes this week. I watched a lot of this next YouTuber. His channel's called H.T. Hayes. Okay. His actual name is Troy. And I don't know if Troy... Herbert Troy? No. For the H.T. Hayes? Oh. Oh. Herbert Troy Hayes? Maybe. Oh, my gosh. I've never put that together. Harold. Maybe the T in H.T. Hayes is partly for his name. Harold Tiberius Hayes. <laughs> that sounds right. Um, Harlow. Uh, okay. Are we Harlow just going to keep Tiberius, doing this? <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty set on Tiberius. Okay. I need to figure out the H. All right. All right. Horatio. Okay. That's the best one. Horatio Tiberius. Okay. That's our next child. Wow. Girl or boy. Okay. You guys heard it here first. Or dog. Whichever happens next. <laughs> Probably a dog, for being <laughs> honest. Um, Troy, I don't know if he is an actual musician himself or a music producer or what, but he 
has a vast amount of knowledge in the production of music. Okay. And so maybe he learned it on YouTube. Maybe he did. Videos. Maybe he did. And it, hey, and that, that would further prove my theorem. You can learn anything there. You can learn anything. I've done plumbing. I remodeled a bathroom. I fixed a dryer. All kinds of wonderful all things. Kinds of YouTube. Things. Yes. So um, Troy does reaction videos where he live listens to an album and does his well reaction to mm. the album. I have found his reactions to Taylor Swift albums particularly enjoyable because he likes her. He does like her. If he you was, didn't like her, you'd have canceled him. In my mind, I suppose. I wouldn't have watched any more of his videos. I didn't suggest, did I, that you'd drive to his house and <laughs> light it on fire, throw couches at him? Smother him with a pillow. Right, yeah. Yeah, we just had that happen here. I didn't do it. It happened in our home, though. It was in process. Um, so, wait. Okay, let me go back to this. Yes, so he does reactions to different albums. His Taylor Swift ones, I will put a link to his, like, Midnight's reaction. Okay. I did also watch his reaction to the latest SZA album, SOS, which is one of my favorite albums of the past year. You did a karate chop when you said that. That's how much I love SOS. It's a, it is a perfect, no-skip, all-goodness album. Wow. And so, yeah, he just he's very charming and hilarious, and he does a lot of dancing, awkward white guy dancing, and it's just really fun if you just want to have a little escape. Okay. Man, I'm talking a lot. I have another thing to tell you, too. I'm doing my best to interrupt. Give okay. you breaks. Do you have any other watches mm. to share with the fam? I feel like I did, but I can't remember them now. This is what happens when I get all hopped up on coffee. Is this what This happens? is like my second huge mug of the day, and I just have so many words about things. That's not a bad thing. I mean, spoiler alert. You are kind of the star of the show. Well, this is a joint effort of stardom. I am literally the pancake next to the fruit that everybody ordered. If I didn't... (laughs) That's an interesting visual. That's all I could think of. I'm sorry. I just wanted the blueberries. Why are there all these pancakes here? I don't think that's how it works. I think people order pancakes and then they're confused why the fruit comes with it. It depends where you've gone and what your intention was. If you wanted fruit and you went to IHOP, you got to get pancakes with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that is how that place works. Um, oh people my eat gosh! Fruit at places besides IHOP. Yes. Holy s word! I just remembered a video on YouTube that I meant to mention. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said IHOP. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I cannot remember the YouTuber's name, but he did a deep dive, a 42 minute deep dive into ghost kitchens, which is a topic I've brought up on the, in the past on this show. It's a ghost kitchen. Okay, here we go. There are three different kinds of ghost kitchens. Okay. Good, bad, and no, could go either way. Okay. Let me try to bring my caffeinated brain back down to earth. (laughs) You're massaging your thighs. What you're very. (laughs) Okay. This is a pretty well-known YouTuber. I'm so sorry. I cannot remember his name and I don't want to take the time to look it up, Um, but I will put a link in the show notes. So a ghost kitchen is a restaurant, a quote unquote restaurant that um, is not what it makes itself out to be. Okay. It's not like a Chili's or an IHOP where you go in and sit down. It's not even like a McDonald's or a Chipotle. It is, well, okay, let me say again, there's three different kinds. Mm-hmm. The first kind is a virtual kitchen only. And this is what you see on delivery apps. You might open your delivery app, for example, okay. Postmates, and you see all of these different restaurants that are like close to your house that you can get food from, except, you know, like you live in your neighborhood, you know, that 1.2 miles away, there's not a like grandies. No, it's not even like a a national brand. It'd be called like, um, Tacos. Horatio Tiberius's okay. yes. Taco Hut? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Horatio Tiberius's Taco Hut. And you'd be like, there's no Horatio Tiberius, Horatio Tiberius Taco Hut. I like Horatius <laughs> Tiberio. Tiberio better. <laughs> um, down the street from us. Because what happens, Kyle, is that these virtual kitchen tech companies mm-hmm. will buy a massive kitchen space in an area, mm-hmm. and they will create these quote unquote restaurants. Okay. There can be up to like 40 different quote unquote. I know, right? Your eyebrows say it all. You thought I was going to say maybe like three or four or something that I, are operating I out of the no same idea. kitchen. All of this is new. I feel like yeah. I've been asleep my whole life. Okay. This is probably the most fascinating thing I watched in the past week. So there could be up to 40 different, again, quote unquote, restaurants. Right. You only can find it on your Postmates app, your Uber Eats, your DoorDash, whatever. And you make the order and then your DoorDasher goes and picks it up and brings it to your house. And it is, it's real food and you get your real order. It's not ghost food. It's not ghost food. Okay. I'd be really pissed about that. Speaking of ghosts, we can't speak of them too loudly because, you know, the basement door keeps popping That's true. I think they've been coming in and out. portal of our basement they're like listen we're tired of being down here we're just going to help ourselves to the (laughs) kitchen (laughs) exactly okay so that's one kind of ghost kitchen okay okay let's this is blowing my mind so just like it's just one kitchen staff and they're just whatever cooking whatever thing they have the ingredients stocked they have the ingredients to make anything from Fish sandwiches to... Um, Knuckle sandwiches? Okay, if that's what you're looking for, to Always. pizza, burgers. Okay. It's usually, you know, it's going to be your fast casual thing. Okay. Okay. So I don't... I, do you have a problem with that? No. I don't either. I think that's fine. Except that number two, one problem that some people have with it is that they come into these markets and they're competing with um, actual like locally owned. Yeah. And here's where the problem comes in. You open up your app and you're not like dialed into where you're ordering it from and you think you are supporting a local business. Well, you're being a dum-dum yourself then. I'm just, I'm putting, I 
as an Enneagram Nine, it is my duty to show all the to different protect people from their own dummery. No, to show all the different perspectives okay. on a, in a conversation. Okay. Now, the second kind of ghost kitchen well, is a Type Five. It's my job to say when things are dumb. <laughs> Thank you. We're both living our best Enneagram energy right okay. now. <laughs> Big E energy. <laughs> the second kind is what reminded me, what, uh, how I was reminded when you said IHOP, because IHOP absolutely does this. So does Chili's. There's a ho- couple of other Outback Steakhouse does this, where they will have a quote unquote restaurant on the apps in when the DoorDasher goes to pick it up, they're actually going to like the IHOP kitchen. Oh, that's cheating. So you may think, oh, I don't I don't like IHOP food, but hey, uh, pancakes. Patty's pancakes are delicious. <laughs> Patty's pancakes sound so good. I hear they have better fruit than IHOP. <laughs> that's really all I wanted. Yes, that's what happens. And so you think you're ordering from Patty's Pancakes down the street, but you're really getting IHOP pancakes and fruit. Oh, Patty, you're a liar. Do you feel? How do you feel about that? Does that, that make you mad? Yeah, that makes me mad. Okay. If I've decided I dislike someone, I don't want to be tricked into liking them again. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I guess I guess to say that differently, like I don't. If there's food I don't like, you're not going to fool me by putting another store's name on it. That maybe once I'm not going to reorder it. But if I have a uh, if I have a personal qualm against some place because of a, a stance they've taken that I disagree with and I don't want to support them, then I think this is very dishonest. Okay. In that regard. Okay. Um, yes. Now, also, I think to be fair, I don't know that you've ever ordered via DoorDash or something food that you were like, "This is really good. Let's do that." Oh, That's wait. True. Except for Shish Mahal. Except for Shish Mahal. Which is a local place, it right? It is a locally owned place. It is not a ghost kitchen. It's, well, as far as we know, they're cooking it out of the back of a semi-truck parked in the no, parking lot the of actual, the Dollar Tree. I I've don't know. sat down in the actual Shish Mahal did restaurant. You? Yes, did I did. Did you? It was or it was real. a ghost dining area? Shish Mahal and OKC is the best. Next to you, they thought they were at IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how, how do I get some of that fruit with my Indian food? <laughs> Shishmahal, <laughs> hands down the best Indian food at yeah, OKC. You can fight us. We will be victors on yes, that point. and loser buys the meal. Okay, now the third kind, I, I'm i almost heartbroken to hear this because I think our twins would be so disappointed to know the truth of this. Mm-hmm. The third kind of ghost kitchen is where you purchase a franchise, mm-hmm. and the most famous one is Mr. Beast Burgers. Uh-oh. Beast Burger mm-hmm. thing. So if you don't have children in the elementary to junior high age range you may not know who mr beast is or a childish husband (laughs) or partner of any kind for that matter anyone childish uh he's a wildly famous youtuber wildly famous Mm -hmm. and in the past well i guess it was during the pandemic so let's say in the past three years he opened a burger chain because a lot of his content had to do with food and burgers Mm -hmm. and blah blah Mm -hmm. So it was like this huge thing on YouTube that he had opened this burger chain. Well, what he actually did was partner with, again, one of these virtual kitchen concept tech companies. Mm -hmm. And um, like in the videos where Mr. Beast is showing like, here's what happens when you get a burger from Mr. Beast Burgers or whatever. And there's like a standalone, there's an actual Mr. Beast Burgers. And you can, there's a drive-through, you can go in. 
that's only the case for like I think maybe that one store. Oh wow! Everywhere else, like we have Beast, Mr. Beast Burgers here. Is it called Mr. Beast Burger? This is all news to me. Okay. I'm over here looking for fruit. Okay, we have this in Oklahoma City, but again, this is like if you tried to go to the address and be like, "Oh, I want to take my kids or whatever," it's going to be just like a nondescript. Just a bunch of people wearing chef kitchen. coats and smoking out in the alley. Yes. <laughs> But you can buy a franchise if you're like, oh, that's a really popular thing that the kids are into. Let's open up one here in Oklahoma City, which is what somebody did. Then again, it's like you get a national name, but you're just doing, um, there's no place that you go. Now, Mr. Beast, for his part, has been fairly transparent about the fact that most um, of these are just like, they're on the order apps only. They're on Mm -hmm. delivery apps only. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed is... He doesn't come right out and say that in his videos that are created for his audience. He says it like in podcast interviews and other places where kids are not likely going to hear him talking about that. Don't poop where you eat. Well, Mr. Beast apparently did. I'm surprised. I thought one of these was going to be like literally a trailer full of microwaves and people just go to Sam's and grab whatever chicken McNuggets they threw away out of the dumpster and then cooked them and sold them as fast food that day. To be fair, I don't think that any are like that, although I can see how you might think that. I'd um, be infringing on my idea. Yeah. Some of them I have heard about actually were just like food trailers, mm-hmm. except another aspect that comes into this is how do you do inspections on these places? Um, yeah. Because they're not like actual restaurants. And so there was in Houston, there was a situation where one of these was operating out of a food trailer, like in a parking lot. And... There was, like, no inspection or whatever, and the cook went to turn on the um, stovetop, and, like, a huge ball, like a fireball, came out of the cooktop and almost burned her. I mean, it's there's some shaky things going on, but for the most part, I would say... The world's full of shadiness, just for the record. For the most part, I would say you are going to get actual made-in-a-kitchen food that's Probably just as safe to eat as your local Chick-fil-A no, or whatever. Yeah, no more poisonous than the Christians yeah. would do to us at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you're just not getting what it appears. You're not The experience is not that you're having is not what it appears to be. What if I tried to order fruit at Chick-fil-A? Do they have fruit there? They actually do have fruit cups there. Would it be their pleasure to bring it? Absolutely, 1,000%. Okay. I'm going to do that. Just go through the drive-thru and get a fruit cup? I just want the fruit. <laughs> I don't even like fruit that much. I don't know why I'm on a. <laughs> you never eat I'm fruit on that bent today. Sometimes my mind gets fixated. That was a lot. Of okay, watching stuff. Um, what have you read? I am also reading a book about fungi. Okay, pause. Oh, you talk. I'm going to have to look this up. I'm okay. going to have to look this up. Hey, I just had a thought. Okay. <clears throat> so there's a book that came out in May 2020, which you can just imagine is an absolutely terrible time as an author to release a book. But the book is by Merlin Sheldrake. That's his actual real name. And it's called Entangled Life. <clears throat> Sorry. How Fungi Make Our Worlds, Change Our Minds, and Shape Our Futures. I... 
obviously, it was after our viewing of Fantastic Fungi, the documentary, that I was like, where can I get my hands on more fungi information? This book, I have seen a number of people rave about in the past couple of years, but I always was like, "What? why would anyone read a whole book about fungi? That sounds so boring. This book, in the same way that Fantastic Fungi, the documentary, is so fascinating. The book, Merlin Sheltrick's book, Entangled Life, goes really deep dive into how incredible as it should fungi are so i have been reading that via audio okay <clears throat> all right you talk for a little bit i'm running out of breath. okay did have we talked yet about dr stephen greer no you you remember i'm showing you a picture you remember oh, yeah, this guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay so i'd run across him i was i was doing i was working in my office i was doing work I was working in my office, and oftentimes I will play a YouTube video, like, but it, the window's covered up with all the other windows I'm working with, just something for the audio. And that's especially true of podcasts that are on YouTube, which people are able to do with your main show now? Yes, it's Because you now have a YouTube yes. presence? Cool. Yes. That's cool. Um, Sean Ryan is one of the shows. I think we've talked about him in the past. He's a former... Uh, Navy SEAL and CIA contractor and all kinds of stuff. And he's now a podcaster and has his episodes there. Well, he did an episode with with Dr. Stephen Greer. And I, I struggle. I wasn't paying super close attention, and I haven't done a whole lot of research on him. Um, Greer was a medical doctor for a while, um, and I cannot remember if he did more. I know he was like one of his big gigs was he was an ER doctor. Yeah. I don't know if he did other stuff there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really went down the path of UFOs and aliens and technology and stuff. This he has spent like I think he said fifteen million of his own dollars over the years. He's I think now in his seventies. Sixties, sixties. Yeah. You sure that's all? I think that's what we. Maybe it's out. late sixties. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to lean late, towards late sixties. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the yeah. He's he's been doing it a while. It's not like he just showed up and was like, "Hey, there's aliens." He's been doing this a while. Spent a ton of his own money. He's received a ton of support from people with lots of money, including many celebrities, all kinds of stuff, and the the things that this man has had access to. Even with meetings with members of uh, many governments, not just our own, yeah. he knows so much. Whether it's all fake or not, I don't know. But he knows so much, and he's so just – there's like nothing that stumps him. He's mm-hmm. one to the next to the next talking about all this stuff, and it's fascinating. And I believe uh, there are some documentaries out there already that he has done. He's produced that are, himself. Yeah, yes. that are available, I think, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Prime, and then he's got another one coming out. I think, I think, is it June? Do you recall? June. That's right. Yes. That's I. I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait for it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. He talks just as a a little teaser. He talks a lot about that we've there is some there is some group that kind of spans gov- governments across mm-hmm. the world that has had access to, of course. We have access to all this alien UFO technology that the majority of what is seen in the sky and all of that is, uh, is 
made human made human made but is in, replicant of yes, their stuff yes replicated extraterrestrial terrestrial technology yeah. fascinating fascinating yeah. i'll link to that sean ryan interview it's really long but like this one's not as bad as as and, well for sean ryan it's shorter hours and hours some of sean ryan's are like six hours long but um this one I think is like two hours or two and a half hours. Somewhere in that range. To me, that's a long. And podcast. since since the original episode dropped, Sean kind of does like uh, Rogan does, where he'll put then multiple smaller clips yeah. from the episode up. If that's more your speed, that's available. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. What made you think of that? Um, the May twenty twenty release. Oh, okay. Thing in your notes. Yeah. Um, which. Yeah. Then I was like, wait, May, is it June? June? What comes out in June? Damn it, it's that one thing. Wow, your brain is amazing. My brain is a factory of terrorists that keeps me up late at night and wakes me up early in the morning an hour before or after I thought I woke up on Time Change Sunday. All the things. Things are happening there. I thought maybe you thought of it because I was going to mention uh, the Other World podcast again. Uh, other world and then like extraterrestrial technology. I don't know. Anyway, um, I mentioned this in the Awesome Today Facebook group, which I know not everyone is a member of, but there was some discussion in the past week about the gateway process, Mm -hmm. the tapes and Mm -hmm. all of that. And so I mentioned if you wanted an overview that a couple of weeks ago you did a deep dive. Mm -hmm. The most recent episode of Other World Podcast is a an exploration of the gateway process with a scientist who is kind of talking about the, he's, he kind of went into it as a skeptic in terms of not really believing that you can take some concepts like quantum physics or whatever and achieve the things that the gateway process purports to achieve. Um, yes. So that's really good. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that. Again, the, it's okay. How can I say this? You and I, I think would we would say at this point we're gateway enthusiasts. Yeah, I know I am. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I've not found anything yet that I'm embarrassed by. So. Yeah, the the discussion on the other world podcast is from a little bit more of a skeptical perspective, but even by the end. I think both of the people having the conversation were like, "Well, this maybe we should check this out and see how far you can take it." All right, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a judgment of the other world people. Okay, it's not intended to be harmful or hurtful. Yeah, I've listened to a little bit of their stuff because you've made recommendations from there, and they force it on you. They strike me as the kind of people that like they present that they're going to come in very skeptical and all that, but they're not that hard to win over. Yeah. But then at the same time, nobody ever wins them over to the point of advocacy or adoption of whatever. They just, they kind of live in the ether. They don't really commit either way. Oh, it's like they live in an other world. Uh, yeah. A world of, I don't have to make any decisions or commit to anything. Kind of like our children. What? Yeah. It's true. It's true. Okay. Let's go forward that I think he wanted me to talk about Dr. Um, well, he ties into the gateway process. Yeah. What's his name? Is it Gallagher or no, Galloway no. or Gillingham no. or Gallenberger? Gallenberger. Dr. Joe Gallenberger. Tiberius Horatius <laughs> Magnificent Gallagher. I have a Gallenberger. Talking so much on this episode. It's good for you. Okay. You'll talk less later. <laughs> <laughs> I really am blaming it on the coffee. I've, I'm 
had quite a bit of caffeine. Dr. Joe Gallenberger is a man who at one time was a trainer Mm -hmm. at the Monroe Institute. And in Mm -hmm. case you've missed a few episodes of us talking about this... Go back and listen to them. The Monroe Institute was created by Robert or Bob Bob. Monroe. Big Bob. His friends would call him Bob, for sure. Um, Who created the The Gateway... The ladies call him Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) He created the Gateway Process, the Gateway Tapes, Mm -hmm. all of these things. Well, um, Dr. Gallenberger at for some time, for a number of years, was a trainer at the Monroe Institute, helping train people to have these um, meditative experiences, these achieving these altered states of consciousness through meditation. Well, I found an interview with him uh, from like seven years ago. The, first of all, if I may interject, yeah. the reason we're even aware of the guy to begin with is because I was looking through Spotify, and he has two of the meditations that he himself made available on Spotify. And they were pretty, I enjoyed them and I'd shared them with you. And then now the way algorithms work, it's we've got Gatlinburg or whatever his name is everywhere. Would you say if somebody doesn't want to go to all of the rigmarole to get access to the gateway tapes, would you say if they wanted to just, if they just wanted to see what the hemisync, meditation experience was like could they go and listen on spotify to dr gallenberger to sort of get a taste yeah you can do that if you have uh, a phone that has access to noises and things that you can listen to i believe that hemisync is a whole thing in the itunes store maybe oh really yeah like there's you can get a subscription and have access to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds Categorized by topic of different meditations and things. Are those from the Monroe Institute or other yes. people? Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Brand new information. So you don't necessarily have to just use the original gateway tapes. Correct. There's many ways to do it. But I do recommend the tapes. Even, I guess you could go, so you can go to the Gateway Institute's website and you can listen to basically wave one, tape one. Yeah. That's still there and that's a free try, all that. You can do that as many times as you want. So there's ways to get exposure to it. I've enjoyed the old tapes. I don't think I would have enjoyed the new stuff nearly as much. Yeah. Without that exposure. Okay. Well, and once again, I'm just going to put it out there. We do have mm-hmm. access to it. If you would like to check it out. We got the goods. Hit me up. Find me. Track me down. Find me on, on OnlyFans. <laughs> do you think people have ever gotten curious and gone over to OnlyFans. And I like, hope someone has and then been frustrated that they couldn't find us because we're literally not there. <laughs> I don't even know how to go there. Well, I'm pretty sure Google could take you there if you really... I, that's probably true, but in really terms tried. of just like, I don't... Is it a website? Is it an app? I don't know. I think it's both. Is it all the things? Um, do you want me to tell you the whole... Or tell the people? I already told you the whole thing. Or just mention the Dr. Gallon... Gallenberger. Um, I mean, say as much as you want. What do you think is important? Well, I think you should say something. Now okay. you've, we've built it all up. Two interesting things. Dr. Gallenberger was raised Catholic, and he began having um, essentially out of body experiences as a child, and later was so like curious about how meditation, prayer, all of these things can lead you into this state of consciousness that he actually spent his freshman and sophomore years of high school. 
the man was a minor. He was a growing child. And and his parents agreed, which is more terrifying. They should be arrested. parents agreed, and, the, and he went to a monastery. The monastery mm-hmm. took him in. He tried to go earlier than that, but the monastery was like, okay, bro, we're not going to... We're not come going to jail for you. Yeah, exactly. you, you got to wait till you're in high school. Um, and so he spent two years in a contemplative monastery learning about you know meditation through prayer and the workings of the inner life and the inner mind. Later would go on, uh, I think he went to seminary and then went to grad school and got his PhD in psychology. Mm-hmm. But he's always had this interest in the mind and how it works and what it's capable of and what you can do. I think that he said by the time he was like a teenager, he'd had like hundreds of out-of-body experiences. Um, but it was mostly just, you know, like traveling around his neighborhood and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. Interesting. Peeking through the neighbor's windows. <laughs> now... Like I said, he was for a time a trainer at the Monroe Institute, but then later he kind of went on his own. And he's really, because he, he, again, he's a PhD, and so he's really interested in the academic side of this. Yeah. And so um, he created these experiments for himself where he would go to Vegas. Yeah. And use what, apply what he had used, uh, no, applied what he had learned to see if he could beat randomness with his psychic abilities. You think Vegas is random? He thinks it is. He said, you know, like it's, for casinos it to is. have... It's random, but with a skew because of the rules. Yeah. What rules? Oh, the casino rules. Okay. Everything's random, but based on statistical outcomes so and whatnot, the, the rules are made so that you are consistently... The house has the edge consistently. So would you say it's like a controlled randomness? Well, the, the actual rolling of dice or drawing of cards, things like that, those those are, those are random outcomes. But yeah. the rules of the game are such okay. that okay. Okay. the, the sequence, well, not so much sequence of outcomes, because that's how people still can occasionally win big and all of that. But over thousands, oh, if you did a simulation over thousands and thousands of, of hands of whatever, and everybody was playing perfect strategy, yeah. the house still wins. Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, doctor. The, the, the statistical, the bell curve, the yes. all of that. Okay, yeah. They, they've nudged it their direction. That totally makes sense, and that is why the house always wins, right? That, because most people don't use basic strategy on any game. Okay. They, Go well, with my gut. Dr. Gallenberger did use a strategy of getting into these energetic states of mind, and he would be in his hotel room before he went down to the casino floor and he would spend 30 minutes to an hour doing om type meditations mm-hmm. um which and, is bringing up energy yes and he said it was like he was charging up his battery and then he would set an intention like i want to go to the craps table and i want to roll sixes by rolling a pair of threes mm-hmm. And so in, he's telling about one particular experiment where he did this. And, and he's that, tracking it. And he's tracking it. He's got a notepad and he's yes. tracking everything the he's whole time. He's tracking everything for his research. Field research. Yes. And that on this particular occasion where he went into roll sixes with a pair of threes, that he was able to do that 40% of his turns. Which when I told you that, you were like, oh my gosh. That's, that's like very significant. Really significant. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's just a really fascinating person. I'm going to link to the interview that I was watching. I haven't even finished it, but um, I just thought it was really interesting. And so he has continued on. One of his books is called Inner Vegas. Like, I haven't read it or anything. I'm, but I, I might get yeah. that just to listen to while I do stuff. I yeah. 
Um, anyway, again, just really exploring what the mind is capable of and uh, how people have seen this work when you are open to what an expanded consciousness can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that. Do you have any lifestyles? I really do. Do you have a lifestyle? I do have a lifestyle. Okay. It's called coffee. Coffee. <laughs> and fruit. Coffee, <laughs> Waffle House fruit, and frequent bathroom visits. You have a lifestyle to I share do. with the people. I do. <clears throat> in the in the colder winter months, um, you can't take my notes away because I had notes there. Um, in the colder winter months, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't smoke as many cigars because I don't smoke inside. And you're sensitive about the cold. I'm as I am. I'm very sensitive. I'm a sensitive man. Yes. Yeah, I don't like to be I don't like to be cold. So I I have not purchased any in quite a while. My my pre cold snap back whenever stash had gotten me through for months. Well it started warming up a little bit and I got the itch for a new cigar. And I ordered some from Casa Fernandez, mm-hmm. which, if I'm not mistaken, nobody, I don't think anybody's growing proper the cigar, uh, yeah, cigar tobaccos in the U.S. I think it's all through the Caribbean, that, or at least that latitude right. around. So you have stuff that sneaks over into parts of Central America, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. The actual construction of these, I believe, of the Casa Fernandez cigars, I think are done in Miami. Okay. For whatever that's worth. Anyway, um, Aganorsa leaf. This is such a weird word, and I struggle to say it. A G A N O R S A. Aganorsa leaf. And this is the specialty of Casa Fernandez. And in fact, they were known for this specific leaf before they began making their own cigars even. Wow. Um, they would provide them elsewhere. And this is something, if my research is correct, that was, it's, a, it's from a Cuban seed. And, of course, Cuba is known for their cigars. Yes. We all know that. Yes. Um, it's a Cuban seed, not grown in Cuba, or it would be illegal. Okay. All of that yeah. for use Cuban elsewhere. Cuban seed. Uh-huh. Genetics, all yes, that stuff, but not. It's grown in a different location, right? Okay, um, it's a it's a powerful kind of both sweet and spicy, interesting thing. And I got some of those, and those were outstanding. And if there's any cigar lovers in your life, including yourself, I would recommend that strongly. It's it's from Casa Fernandez, mm-hmm. but then what's the name of the Aganorsa leaf? That's just that's what it says that's when you're ordering it. it. They keep it simple. Okay. They're like, if you want fruit, order fruit. If you want pancakes, order pancakes. And if you want an agonorsa leaf, that's what you buy. All right. That's great. You did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. And I've got nine more that I'll continue yeah. to enjoy. We had some pleasant spring weather for a minute. It's and gone now. now. It's freaking freezing again. What is the temperature as we record? I'm looking. No. Not there. It's forty six, which probably sounds like a heat wave to some people right 46. now. Forty six. Check the check me. the feels like temperature. I know you don't believe in it, but I do. Okay. Um, forty one. Yeah, the wind is so cold. We got that humidity here. It's sixty two percent humidity. Really? It's a wet. It's a wet cold. It's a wet cold. That's it's, why it's not we... a dry heat like Arizona no. or New Mexico. It's a wet cold. And that's why we hate the winter because it's a wet cold. Yeah. 
Does anyone like a wet cold? I, I no, don't. especially underwear. Ooh. Yeah. That's a bad one. Yeah. That's a bad one. Okay. Um, coming up in the week ahead, our children are on spring break. Are hey. they really great? Hey, Is girl, Nico on spring break? For the first three days of the week. Yeah, it's impossible to get life lived impossible. productively with that monkey here. I love him to death, but it's hard to be productive with him here. It is, indeed. He's the true epicenter of chaos. Yeah. Close your door. He'll kick it open like the police on a raid. Yes. Like, bam! Yes. And then he just looks at you. Yep, he does. Okay, so that's coming up. Also, hey, St. Patrick's Day. Saint. Saint, speaking of patties, pancakes, it's almost St. Patty's Day. Well, keep your pancakes to yourself, you freak. Oh, whoa. What? I don't know. It feels, uh, feels aggressive. I don't need some... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you were about to get offensive. I was probably going to offend some of my, some my of, kinsfolk. Yeah. <laughs> some other Irish Catholics. Yes. Um, so yeah, so got, got got fun things coming uh, in the week. Awesome. Ahead. Hey, huh? speaking of awesome, what should the people do? Look out for ghost kitchens. Order fruit when you want fruit and demand that they keep the pancakes off your plate. <laughs> unless you ordered them. Okay. Um, strawberry syrup there. Not a lot of strawberry. It's more syrup than anything. <laughs> Good advice. Extra extra information. I'm trying to make sure I don't leave anything out. Um, don't drive in high school parking lots unless you have to. And even then, don't stay for long. Unless you like insurance claims. <laughs> unless you're looking for a wreck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe that's a plan. Yes. Got a car you've had a hard time selling? Drive through the high school parking lot. Somebody <laughs> will buy it. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Okay, well, definitely, and by all means, everyone should have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.